What's possible if you let go of the molds, shoulds, right, wrong, and supposed tos? What could you create? Who would you get to be and what would you experience? As a leader, parent, colleague, or whatever hat you're wearing, what qualities would you bring to the space? This podcast will invite and empower you to step over the idea of waiting for tomorrow or for some day and begin today a forging hand in hand with your fear, your bold leaps towards the life, team, or business that truly fills you up and inspires you. Hi, I'm your host, Rebecca Zimmerman, personal development and transformational leadership coach and recovering perfectionist. If you believe it's time to step out of the rat race and into your own success on your own terms, you are in the right place. Welcome to Trailblazing Growth. Welcome back. Today, we're talking about taking your mask off and accepting your humanity to bring joy and authenticity back into your life. Humanity is all things human, meaning imperfections, flaws, fears, egos, shadows, emotions. Authenticity is owning just that. Accepting your humanity is seeing yourself, your leadership, your flaws, your everything, and seeing all of it and truly accepting all of it. When you accept all of it, you become perfectly integrated with who you are. The world has taught us that to be accepted, to be liked, to be valued, to be fulfilled, you must push away, mask, deny, and hide the dark parts of you that you don't like, you're not proud of, you're embarrassed of. The world has trained us that you must work towards perfection to get that dream job, to be taken seriously, to win the project, to get promoted, to get married. The world trains us there are appropriate ways to behave and inappropriate ways to behave. We learn there are qualities accepted and qualities that are unaccepted. So we hide what's unacceptable. When you do that, you disown part of yourself. When we hide or disown the dark parts of us, they're still there. And those same parts broadcast messages that reverberate inside of us that sound something like, I'll come off too strong, or I'm too weak and submissive for that, or I'm hard for people to be with, which is why I don't have many friends, or I'm not smart enough to be here, or my favorite, I'm not worth that much money. I can't ask that. And many of us resist exploring and discovering what's up with those messages because you're scared that you'll find someone buried deep within you that you can't be with. It's the fear of being truly seen with both the attractive and the unattractive qualities. When we fear being seen, we hide and we keep ourselves small from expressing what we really want. Or we keep ourselves in situations to prove something to ourselves and others. Given the confronting nature of seeing ourselves in this way, we keep burying it. And our fears are buried so deep, we think the only way to deal with them is to either hide or deny their existence. When we disown our dark shadow, it creates a void and we feel that void. We feel something missing, so we try to fill that void. 
we try and fill it with all of the things. With big jobs, big boats, fad diets, more money, more customers, working more hours, trying to beat the next guy, more degrees, you name it. And by filling the void, you're continuing to disown and turn a blind eye towards the parts of you that you're uncomfortable with. Maybe you're uncomfortable with being assertive and standing up for yourself because you've correlated that with losing friends, losing customers, or noticing conversations shut down when you speak. So you work really hard to not be assertive in situations and you tap dance around trying to get what you want without coming off as too much or too strong. And then you end up exhausted at the end, not really with what you wanted. And the parts of you that you don't own, own you. And what I mean by that is let's say you're in a conversation and someone is asking you how you are. And maybe in this season of life, you're feeling insecure with things. There's something happening at home. In that moment of responding back, you find yourself swaying back and forth. You're maybe wanting to jet to the bar. Maybe you're holding back tears. Maybe you're looking down at the ground or up at the sky. You're feeling your face turn flush. You're feeling your heart race. You're starting to sweat. And then maybe you find yourself speaking in a way that's self-deprecating. You're making fun of yourself. You say something in like a chipper tone. Oh, just the normal daily dread and worry. Or maybe you say something in a quick fashion. I'm doing great. Do you need a drink? I'm headed to the bar. That thing that you haven't owned inside of you is owning you right there. You're unable to be a fully expressed version of you while being with people. So one of your mechanism kicks in to protect you from you and them from you. In this example, I'm guessing sometime in your life, you've learned being tearful or being sensitive is weak and unprofessional. So you push down and hide the tearful and sensitive side of you that is yearning to come out, but you remain stoic. So what do you do? Well, you try really hard to not be tearful. And with all of this effort of trying to not be something, where does that leave you? Author Debbie Ford uses an amazing metaphor for where that leaves you. It leaves you trying to submerge a beach ball in the ocean while also trying to swim forward. Have you ever tried to push a ball underwater, let alone salt water? It's nearly impossible. You're like struggling the entire time and there's really no possible way that you're actually swimming forward. It's fatiguing. And when a wave comes, you're exhausted and you lose your grip, causing the ball to project up into the air and kind of fly with wherever it wants to go. So likewise in life, when you're trying to disown the dark parts of you, which is pushing that beach ball under the salt water, and then you get hooked or confronted in a situation, which is that wave coming in, the dark parts of you come flying up without notice and take over the situation. You're likely embarrassed, shame yourself for allowing that to happen, maybe a cover-up happens, and then you go back to hiding the dark parts of you while trying to swim forward. What I'm getting at is you can't seamlessly get to your destination of authenticity without letting the ball go and integrating it with you as your own. If you let the beach ball float alongside you as you swim, that is owning it, and that would be true freedom. 
You see the ball, they see the ball, and in fact, they don't judge you for the ball because they too have that same ball because they're also human with their own uncomfortable sides to them. And when they see you be more of a human, they give themselves permission to be more human. You're modeling humanity for them and that it's okay to use all parts of yourself in situations. When you swim with the ball floating by your side, you then have choice of when you want to use the ball. Because guess what? The dark shadows of you come with gifts. When you own the ball as yours, meaning when you own your shadows and acknowledge them as part of you to make you whole, the dark shadow no longer owns you. You're not stuck in that same spot of the ocean trying to submerge the ball. Owning your dark shadows is seeing how they have served you, acknowledging that the quality belongs to you. If you push down your controlling side in fear of being called too controlling or rigid, then to fully integrate that part of you, acknowledge that controlling has served you from when you were in a crisis or it has brought you the opposite, which is the gold within dark shadows, of flexibility, fluidity, peace. I like to shine a light on controlling because it typically has a bad rap. People see controlling as bad, causing people who showcase this quality. Notice I said showcase rather than have because we all possess this quality. So the people who showcase being controlling then end up feeling as if they're doing a bad job, making them a bad leader, bad parent, you name it. It's a recipe for shame. But to flip that paradigm on its head, can you imagine if the Detroit airspace was not controlled by air traffic controllers? It would be a disaster. I highlight this to show that all qualities are necessary, but it's your relationship with the quality that has you attach an interpretation to them as being good or bad. Can you imagine if air traffic controllers were only controlling, that was like the only quality they possessed, and you needed to divert to a new airport or you had a request for them to like turn the lights on the airstrip? As a pilot myself, I find air traffic controllers as expressing both control and flexibility, expressing both monotone and humor. They are both, and you don't judge them for that. So why do we judge ourselves for being controlling and being emotional in our everyday life? Humans are perfectly both courageous and cowardly. We are both productive and lazy. We are both love and hate. You cannot fully experience one without owning the other. When you put a cap on one side, it caps the other. If you don't let yourself fully feel hate, then the natural byproduct is not being able to fully feel and be love. You've muted both. In leadership and personal development, owning your dark shadows allows you to show up authentically, allows you to be fully present in the moment, and be with whatever shows up in the other person. It allows you to have more energy because you're not spending all of it on avoiding parts of yourself that you're embarrassed of, and you're not spending it on trying to control the beach ball and prevent it from flying up, taking over situations. It allows you to move beyond judging others and being affected when others judge you. It allows you to move past comparing yourself to others. 
and allows you to bring back joy into your life and trust yourself that you can be here in this confronting moment as all of you. It's allowing you to see choice with how you show up and the qualities you bring to the room. Author Debbie Ford has another great metaphor, which is you are your own castle with many rooms. Every room has an opposite. If you have a room for, let's say, productivity, you have a room for laziness. If you slam the door to laziness, can you imagine how uncomfortable you would be with resting? And I would imagine you would be creating work for yourself to just feel at ease. Let's say you're at home and it's supposed to be a rest day and then you find yourself reorganizing the the shoe closet or reorganizing the drawer that you haven't opened in two months. Through time, the world teaches you that some rooms are weird to have, some rooms are unacceptable, or you learn other castles don't have some rooms that you may have. So room by room, you lock the door and you lock so many, you're left with only a few rooms to live in. You may have even forgot that you've locked rooms in your life or that you're even living in a castle altogether because you've locked so many rooms up. People judge you for laughing at something, so you close the door on carefreeness. Another judges, judges you for making a mistake and calls you an idiot. So you slam the door to accepting mistakes and you call that room an idiot. In the meantime, you strive for perfection to not make a mistake and which is holding you back living in the world of perfection because you're avoiding the quality of being an idiot. And that word idiot has been ringing inside of you like a bell that continues to vibrate. So you keep going after perfectionism. Later in life, you find yourself surrounded by those who you can't be with, or you include only those you can be with, excluding all of the rest. Those people you can't be with reflect what you can't be within yourself. If you're agitated with those who are disorganized or inefficient, this reflects how you can't tolerate disorganization and inefficiencies in yourself. So if you're curious to learn what rooms you've shut the door on, Consider the people whom you can't be with and discover what is it about them that you can't tolerate in yourself. When you're in this place of examining yourself, consider what gift came from the dark shadows because all dark shadows contain gold. Maybe the gold that came from feeling dumb is having the drive and determination to learn and grow. Maybe the goals that came from being made fun of for crying is your ability to truly see people on a deep, vulnerable level, and you bring connection to the room by just being there. Acknowledging the dark shadows and the gifts that they've given you lets you accept more and more of yourself room by room. Accepting yourself allows you to see your uniqueness, power, and greatness. When you see your greatness and accept yourself as you confront more of who you are, you're able to step into the unknown. And the unknown is usually pretty uncomfortable because you're not in your comfort zone. It's unknown to you. It allows you to be with whatever is in the unknown because you are confident in yourself that you can make a mess, 
learn of more areas to accept about yourself, learn of more areas to grow and expand so you can continue moving towards your goal of authenticity or your other ambitious goals while feeling fulfilled, unashamed, and proud. From here, you make those bold leaps in business and in relationship because you're free and fully expressed. You achieve your ambitious goals when you've been scared of moving forward on because they've been behind one of your closed doors. You keep owning different parts of you so they no longer own you. When a dark part has ownership over you, it looks like questioning yourself, not wanting to speak up for yourself, staying small, all to avoid going into a room. It feels like your chest tightening, your stomach hurting, your throat tight. Those are your cues. Maybe you've hired a vendor to assist you in handling a matter so you can keep your own to-do list on high-value items. And that vendor tells you they're handling it, but they're not, and then they apologize. And you've seen this cycle a few times. Now you're in crunch time for a deliverable. What does that feel like? What kept you from having an integrity-based conversation with them? Notice what you're saying to yourself during that circumstance, especially when it comes to crunch time. Maybe it's, I don't want to be that client who's emailing them at 10 o'clock at night to do their fucking job. I don't want to be the squeaky wheel, but I feel like I have to. I hate that I have to be put in this position. Don't they know my reputation is at stake with this meeting and this deliverable for my business? Well, that inner dialogue is pretty telling that you're avoiding being stern, being direct, being power. I wonder if the avoidance of being stern, direct, and power is because the world has taught you at a young age that it was mean, inappropriate, or too aggressive to stand up for what you need and a timeline that was agreed to. In that moment, that door is rattling and your body is feeling it. Here, as you can see, being direct and speaking from integrity can be necessary, just like being passive can be necessary. When we shut the door to rooms and say it's bad to be that way, then we shut part of ourselves down, causing doubt, shame, and ability to sleep, being stoic, and anything else that comes with not showing up as wholly you. I have this as one of my first podcast episodes because this is where the growth and transformation lives. It lives in the closed rooms covered in cobwebs that you're afraid to look in. When you open up the doors, look around, embrace what's in the room, you can be free of the beach ball and be free to choose who you want to be in the moment from an array of doors to choose rather than the room choosing you at a moment's notice if you get hooked or confronted in life you get to choose. So to be that fulfilled, complete leader, working parents, or just general person in life that you want to be, you must explore the parts of you that you've been avoiding and sit with them, acknowledge them, make friends with them, love them. When you love and honor them, they won't own you. All right, that's it for now. Thanks for listening. Keep trailblazing growth and taking those bold leaps. If you'd like to connect, send me an email to coach at trailblazersgrowth.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at trailblazersgrowth. Finally, make sure to check out my website, trailblazersgrowth.com for all details about individual coaching and upcoming group programs. See you next time.